you didn't ask for it, but here it is, the Bourbon and Brothers Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Bourbon and Brothers Podcast. My name is Flynn. I'm going to be one of the hosts for the evening. I'm here with my fellow hosts, Andrew Hovecamp. How's it going, guys? And the Kevin Reynolds. Nope. Delighted to be here. And back. I think I missed my first ever recording last time, and uh, we made it 50-some-odd episodes before I had to miss one, so I hope I hope it was fun without me. I can't wait to listen. It was a blast. Also, Flynn, I don't think you fantastic. can use the word the Ohio State has trademarked that. In the, oh, so yeah, I really crap. Do think that We're going to get sued. We'll have to edit that out. Oh, man. Yeah, I'll bleep out the... Uh, <laughs> because <laughs> it's trademarked now. <laughs> Um, and Jacob's not here. He's hanging out with teenagers. Oh, so <laughs> hopefully he's sober. He's, he's definitely hanging out with dinner. teenage thespians. Yeah, they're, put, they're putting let's on a show. Really, let's be really, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So be sure to follow us on the Twitters and the Instagrams at AiredBNB. So tonight and I am Patreon. drinking. And Patreon if you, wanted, <laughs> if you wanted to do that. Thanks, Tracy, again. Um so the last episode we released, uh, Kevin had said, hey, Tracy, when you listen to this, call me. And she did. She called him as soon as she listened to that part of the episode. So thank you, Tracy. <laughs> she for called me today and she has found us a roller rink. Um, so nice. big news there. Um, the official race is going to be at Jimmy's Roller Dome, which is... Um, Somewhere near northern Kentucky, because it's got an 859 area code. Um, Could be Lexington, too. It's not, though. Um, And what she told me was, she called them. This is really important. She called them and and, um, has been to events there. And if you host a fundraiser there for a charity, you don't pay to rent it out. It's free. So um, we need to pick uh, a worthy cause. Um, and we're going to have to enlist the pods to help us choose uh, which cause we're going to do. I was thinking, um, I looked all day for causes related to um, crosswalk safety. And apparently there aren't enough casualties a year for there to be any nonprofit about all right. don't get hit we by a car. We can start one. Rabies. We rabies, can start uh, a nonprofit. Rabies it is. We could, yeah. Kevin, Kevin Jimmy's room is eight minutes from our work. so uh, Yeah, it, it's <laughs> going to be. So, so Tracy called them. That's an amazing thing. We should find, uh, you know, I would vote, you know, some sort of amazing, you know, woodland or plant restoration project. Um, but do they know what's about to happen? Did she explain that there's going to be no, a, no, that a hasn't public happened. moron racing of, has, of amateur that, that conversation has not happened yet. But we will, we will talk to them about it. They don't open. They're closed in the summer because they don't have air conditioning. Oh, so um, they Title open the again in the yeah they open again in the fall. So they will um, perfect. We're gonna have okay. to do this perfect, perfect timing yeah. probably in October ish. Yeah, TBD so, on date. Um, public just know that racing. It, it's gonna happen, <laughs> and it's gonna raise money for charity now. And you know, Flynn and I know a little bit about that. So if let's you go. have a charity that you feel really passionate about, um, please hit us up. You know, otherwise we'll choose one. And it'll be ridiculous. And we will weight your vote based on the level of Patreon uh, supporter that you are. So the <laughs> right. higher level of Patreon, the more likely we are to donate to your cause with this event. 
Yep, good Tracy. idea. Great yep. idea. Yep. Tracy's vote count for 100. So Tracy gets to choose the Unless the someone wants to usurp a... that. Unless someone okay. wants to usurp yeah. that. Yeah, someone could become a $5 patron of, of, of the Patreons. So tonight I am drinking some bourbon. I hope you all are too. So um, <laughs> I have been on these the Facebook groups, and a couple of them have been doing uh, barrel picks of different types of bourbon. Some are finished in barrels. Some are, you know, aged a little bit longer. Some are just single barrel picks. Um, and so we got a single barrel pick from Starlight, um, and I bought it and I had to go pick it up in, up in Kenwood, which is like a 30 minute drive for me. And so another guy in Northern Kentucky messaged me. He's like, Hey, can you pick mine up too? I said, sure. Um, and so he came by the house and got it. Um, and he, he gave me a mystery sample. And so on the mystery sample, it's, uh, it has writing on it, but like you can barely see it. And I was like, Oh, so he wrote it on here and it says Yellowstone. And so I messaged him. I was like, hey, this Yellowstone is really good. Like, I didn't know Yellowstone was this good. And he goes, yeah, it's not Yellowstone. It's Blanton's Gold. And I was like, oh, that's why it's fantastic. And so I'm drinking Blanton's Gold on the podcast. Wow. Thanks thanks wow. to a mystery sample just for driving to Kenwood uh, to pick up another bottle of bourbon for a guy. Kevin, what are you drinking? Lucky, lucky you. I love that. Blanton's Gold is fantastic. Um I'm having the uh, Bardstown Bourbon Company's Fusion Series tonight. That's the Blue Label uh, Bardstown Bourbon Company, for those of you who um, know the label. I don't know that anyone's had that on this podcast yet. Flynn, I know you've had the Red Label one, which is... The Discovery Series. I have not... I don't think I've had it on the podcast yet, but I do... I've had the Discovery 6. I've opened it. Hovecamp, I think, had a glass of it on his birthday. Yeah. Um, It is fantastic. Well, this is, is that what know, I, oh, birthday, never mind. So the, the Fusion series is very interesting. You know, I think I've talked about what they, what they do before is this is, um, it's a blend of other products. Um, they aren't necessarily making them there in every case. In this case, they are. Bardstown Bourbon Company did a, um, 56% of this is a, is a four-year-old bourbon that's 70% corn. Uh, 14% of this is a three-year-old Bardstown bourbon that's 60% corn with a lot of rye in it, 26%. And 30% of another Kentucky bourbon that they won't tell you what it is that's 11 years old that's 75% corn, 13% rye, and 12% malted barley. So what's interesting about Bardstown Bourbon Company, we, um, one of the owners of the company is a Thomas Moore alum, so we got to tour there before they even opened and I was walking around taking pictures of barrels, and all of a sudden this guy comes running after me and was like, dude, you have to delete all of those. Because they use mash bills for other bourbon companies and and distill their products for them. And will age it there on their facility in Bardstown. Also, if you go visit the Bardstown Bourbon Company, the restaurant on site is phenomenal. They, have, they bring in um, chefs and workers from all over the world, and the food is incredible there. But the, um, the bourbon isn't all theirs. So what they do is they'll make their own bourbon, but they also uh, will part, part of their agreement with some of these other companies that, where they make their products for them, they will use some of their products in their own fusion experiments. And so the experimental series, the fusion series, the discovery series that Flynn mentioned are all really, really good stuff. Um, it's a bit pricey. I think this is like $60 a bottle. Um, I don't know that it returns that value in every case. I wouldn't spend it on this. There are other better single barrels you can get. 
but it's quite good. You can tell that there's a portion of this, at least a third of it or so, that's a 11-year-old bourbon. Really complex flavors. I like it a lot. Hope, what do you drink? Um, so I have, uh, since Pretty's not been here, I've decided to adopt the I'm drinking the worst quality bourbon on the podcast. Um, you know, mantle. It's a tough one to, to support, but I've been essentially going for like, maybe this is a good steal. I've never had this. Someone says they like it. It's, uh, you know, a good value. This is Stonehammer. Mm. Uh, nice. It costs less than $25. $18? Uh, it's, <laughs> it's a it's, cool looking bottle. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the model. I mean, you know, they they got it nice and sealed, like it's really quality product. You know, that's not one of those twist offs that yeah, Evan Williams. It's a cool looking bottle. It's a cool, cool enough looking bottle. Um, and and one of the things is really like, this is a good value, which means that yeah, it's twenty dollars, but probably tastes more like a thirty dollar bottle of bourbon. And I would agree with that. Uh, they say it's as strong and bold as our namesake, and their namesake is just like this guy that was a. Stone Mason then went into politics and became the 10th governor of Kentucky. So I don't know why he's so strong and bold other than that he worked with stone before. And I also wouldn't say this is like super strong and bold. It's 90 proof and actually has more like sweet flavors than bold, leathery toughness to it. Um, so I don't agree with what their their whole thing is about, but I do think that it's worth more than $20. So I'm happy to drink this tonight. And um, if anybody would like to support a small distillery, this is, uh, no, this one's Clear Springs here in Louisville. So yeah, why not? Buy local. Flynn, I would like to take one moment uh, at this time to do um, some some whiskey hate, if that's okay with you. Um, last weekend Whiskey's with we Father's hate. Day, that... I, I opened, uh, Woodford Reserve oh, Malt Master Select Five Malt Stouted Mash. This is $140 a bottle. Um, my father loves Woodford Reserve, so I thought it's Father's Day, let's open up this nice bottle and see if it's any good. And my father poured it out. Like, he took his glass and poured it down the drain before finishing it and moving on to something else. This is shite. Um, <laughs> now, you, Flynn, you like bad bourbons like bad Tom Smith, so I might have you try it when you're over at the house this weekend because you might love it because you have no taste buds that work or something. I'll but. tell you, I saw it in liquor stores a lot, and I passed on it every single time. Never bought it because super, super high price point for a weird flavor combination yeah for I, malt liquor and yeah. you love malt liquor remember you gave us <laughs> you made us drink four locos on easter i didn't um, okay i didn't do that on purpose but you know that's another story okay so i just wanted to say <laughs> this is the word this is i would spend 140 dollars never have to drink this shit again so i just wanted to throw some whiskey hate out there for all those who are interested in what might be the coolest looking woodford bottle that's ever been released and it's just bad, bad, bad whiskey. Would you what, rather drink how, that what or are the all of the... peach? I just got two questions at once. Flynn, I didn't finish. Would you Would you rather drink that or the peach that we had at the Super Bowl? Oh, the the peach finished rye. That was peach also brandy. really terrible. I would rather have this, but it's it's close. 
because um, those are both really bad whiskeys. This isn't supposed to be flavored. That is, which is a sin. Um, so I'm not interested in that at all. Hope you had a question. Uh, yeah, it was, it was going to be, what are all of the five malts? Is that just like they just put every grain they could in there? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you're Sounds like they, oh, they <laughs> what is the, it's, you've got two quarterbacks, you got no quarterbacks, you got five malts, you got no malts. <laughs> it's a whole grain whiskey. <laughs> Organic whole grain bourbon. I don't. It's a marketing ploy. See, seems like if you're gonna say you have this $130 bottle of bourbon and it's five malt whiskey, that you would really be bragging about the ingredients or the malts or like, hey, if you're gonna spend this much money, let me give you some some details that you care about. Yeah, I'm I'm reading the little thing attached to it, and I'm reading there are no descriptions of the malt. It just says it's a five malt. And this might be interesting. It's a five malt stouted mash. I don't even know what that means. So yeah, stouted. It's shite. That's what it means. This is shite. <laughs> don't like, drink it. Don't buy okay. it. Woodford, do better. Well, I'm gonna drink my Blanton's Gold. So what are we doing tonight? We got a nerd debate. Um, that's exciting. That's that's happening. Um, head to head version because uh, there's only three head of us. Head. So. So I've got Get my old, I've got my ready. my moonshine here and ready. Let's do it. Wonderful. And um, and then we're is gonna... it the 140 proof moonshine? No, that that's damn. That uh, <laughs> it, this is the uh, 100 proof, but no. <laughs> but then we um, then we're gonna do what I think is probably the most. I think important is the word um, ranking that we've ever done. So yeah, when people listen that. to it and think. Should I keep listening to this episode? Uh, I have a question. Do Important you societal like issues that we're going to be ranking. Do you <laughs> like birds? Uh, we're going to rank birds. We're going to talk about birds. We have really passionate stances about birds. That was Hubcamp's idea. He put it out there. I, um, I'm looking on my screen at the 10 best birds of all time. And so when these guys disagree with me, they'll be wrong. But mm. we're going to talk about it. Um, so we're, I, I can't. We're you guys birds. are gonna snub some birds, and I, I'm just—it's gonna be insane. There's gonna no. be some quality birds left on this list, and I think Flynn's gonna be the reason why. But I've it's never had a harder so time. Out there that it could literally be anybody. Any of us could be snubbing the birds because yeah, I don't know what anyone's opinions on these are. We might have why. to go through 11 through 20 <laughs> for birds because I mean, I, I have a lot of birds on the list that I'd, I'd, that I'd like to get on this sure. list. You know what? Sure. If it goes over so well, we'll rank the worst birds. We'll go both <laughs> into the spectrum. Let's do that sometime. <laughs> but let me just tell you, and Blue Jays are on that list and not this one. I'm just oh, spoiler alert ahead awesome. of time. No. Go to no. hell. Whoa, whoa, Blue Jays whoa, whoa, are whoa. assholes. That's a controversial opinion oh, off the oh. top. We're not even there yet, Hold Kevin. Up. Hold your hot takes until after the <laughs> until the segment starts. You know me let's better than that. Let's do the first thing first. All right, let's do some nerd debate. Flynn, you're the host. You're up first. I'm up first. Okay. So, um, oh, pretty. My... Put the drop in now. Nerd debate. <laughs> My, nerd nerd debate. My nerd debate. My nerd debate. Um, I was sitting uh, drinking some bourbon and watching, uh, I believe I was watching Endgame. And Great I, I was watching it, and it's at that point in, in, the, in the movie where Carol Danvers just shows up out of nowhere 
takes out the entire ship and swings <laughs> the momentum in the battle and then doesn't do anything else. Um, and it came to my mind that she is extremely OP for that battle, but she's not really used in a way that would suggest that she is one of the most important people to be in that fight. So think about all of fiction. It can be, it can be Marvel. It can be DC. It could be, um, any other genre. Um, it doesn't really have to be even be fighting. You can make another argument, but what is a character who is OP overpowered is what that stands for. OP in your opinion, that is underutilized in the story or plot or um, kind of progression of said fiction that you are discussing. So I know that I've done this a few times and Kevin is the one that gets mad, but this is one of those sort of questions where we need a hell of a lot more than <laughs> fiction as the, this is what you should be ready to talk about. Listen, I didn't um, know how, I probably should have given you the whole question, but... Um, underutilized takes... characters, I think, would have been a very, uh, you know, that might be too much, but, like, at least we're heading in the right the right ballpark here. I'm also, I'm looking for it in our notes now, and I, I can't find it, but I'm pretty, pretty sure you said MCU actors was your I topic. said that. I said that. Oh, okay, cool. All right. I'm ready for that Kevin one. can't read. So. I'm ready for that so one. So just so that we're clear, Flynn thought Kevin suggested the ranking, which I did. Kevin thought Flynn said the MCU actors, which, again, I did. It's really starting to feel like you guys are ignoring me. <laughs> and then attributing <laughs> things I say to other people because you don't yeah. anyway, feel like Flynn. I'm involved. Um, <laughs> You're just jealous of, of Kevin's chest hole, okay? Yeah. <laughs> so take a, okay. take a second, if you need to, to... Collect your thoughts. Yeah, I wouldn't have kicked it to you if I if you were the one I thought didn't give us the suggestion. Hovcamp never tells us what we're supposed to do, <laughs> and you usually do follow the rules. I'll, I'll go ahead and and go on this one. Um, and there are some easy some things that kind of on they literally reference in uh, Infinity War when Wanda first gets out on the field, and it's just like, yeah, why did you leave the strongest character to do nonsense um, beforehand? Which was a dumb plan. The whole try to save vision i don't know that that was just that was a disaster and uh scarlet witch should have been doing more uh and then i but i'm gonna go to lord of the rings obviously um and i will not be going with the eagles because that's been done before and i don't think they're overpowered um i'm going with the army of the dead that aragorn summons in the final movie yeah um to just come and just lay waste you cannot kill dead people he has decided to have them fight for him. They literally win the entire war, basically. And then he releases them to execute the stupidest plan ever, which is to march on Mordor. Which, if you would have just said, I summon you to fulfill your oath and march on Mordor, then they could have actually like had a stake in that argument and not been the most obvious diversion tactic of all time um, as they marched on the gate with a massively inferior army. It's just they could have been used in the first movie, in the second movie, this whole time, and I think they don't adequately explain away why they weren't. It's just, I summon you for this one very specific thing, like that was the most dire time in the whole movie. No, it wasn't. There's way more (laughs) important things that needed to happen. There were other more times that they would have been just as, if not more useful, Um, and why not summon them for the whole war? I don't know. 
Correct me if I'm wrong, but he didn't know that he could summon them until the third movie. Is that not right? So he didn't in the in the movie. He doesn't become king and remake the sword until the third movie, which was a Peter Jackson edit. He is brandishing the sword the entire time and is like reclaiming the throne the whole time. So good to know. Good to know. He kind of had them. He he could have used the same tactics that he did the whole time. And again, you know who definitely did know that he could have summoned them the whole time? Gandalf. So who was with them from the start? So even if he didn't know, (laughs) someone should have told him. (laughs) Good argument. Good argument. Yeah, it is a really good argument. It also is one of the one of the things the way they the way that they show it in the film is the most problematic part of of that piece of the story because it's not like they become a zombie-like character that can be hurt or killed in that moment where they're they're, just they're they're just more soldiers they're these invincible green monsters who just oh they roll over the entire field kill everything that's fighting us and then leave and aragorn's just like no this is cool i mean it's it's almost it's almost worse than aladdin freeing the genie when there were all those extra wishes that they could have done it's like okay but we were trying to save the the world in this moment and these guys are already dead and they might be willing to do a little bit of extra good and for them it probably would have taken eight seconds to to take on mordor based on what they had done yeah it's a great point really good point Hove. i like it a lot um i'm gonna i think i'm gonna piss you guys off with my answer here um and I might piss off all of our Bold wives tactic. more. Um, but I'm going to say Voldemort. And the reason is Horcruxes. Horcruxes don't make any sense. Um, I understand. I like adequately explained. No, no, no. How a Horcrux <laughs> is made is adequately explained. Um, and what it turns into is adequately explained. The problem I have with Horcruxes is there's sort of a situation where there are six or seven Voldemorts walking around, right? If every one of the different ways in which Voldemort's life force was preserved in one of these Horcruxes is then brought back through drinking of the um, of the um, unicorn's blood in, and then using the Sorcerer's Stone to resurrect, there's no, there's no saying that the Sorcerer's Stone could only be used one time. So there's a situation where there's like nine, you know, at least eight, right? Horcruxes, or at least eight Voldemorts in the world. Who's the supreme Voldemort? Who's the right one that has the, the, the main conscious? Is it like a hive mentality, like the symbiotes in Venom, where they're all the same person? Or are they unique versions of Tom Riddle and or Voldemort at different times when these Horcruxes were made? Um, it's, it's not a flaw that makes the stories uh, not incredible. But when you really get down to think about it, um, it doesn't actually make sense is probably the wrong word. It does make sense because they explained it in the writing, but it makes the character super OP in the sense that you don't actually ever know how many there are. And Voldemort could essentially just keep coming back in all of these different renditions. Um, And every time when he finally does come back in his final form, he hasn't lost anything. He gets the Elder Wand in a way that 
he's not its true master, and so he can't fully realize the value of it. But he's still bested by what a fourth year or fifth year. You okay? You know there are seven books. Well, okay, so he's a seventh. He's a seventh <laughs> right. year. But your argument really has received. been falling apart since the beginning. Uh, I'm he pretty sure really he can't just defense against the dark arts. <laughs> he's so not I, ju- there's not just seven versions of him walking around there's seven pieces of his soul that has to have a very powerful piece of magic to bring him back and give him no, a body no. from that soul Blin, Blin, no you're, that you're, you're not is one of the most powerful wizards of all time it is brandishing a wand it will kill so you is with the a book. Nevada cadaver force <laughs> there are seven pieces of his soul that can then be resurrected it, yes. But it takes a lot of effort to resurrect. It's not just like walking around like willy nilly, you know. Flint, he, <laughs> it he, took him he fourteen years the first time. So Ron, Ron no, that's Weasley, way too easy. Way too Ron easy. Ron Weasley, who we all think is dumb, doesn't win a chess match in book one. All of a sudden, Voldemort can walk around with the Sorcerer's Stone and resurrect seven versions of himself. That's no, true. He can't. He can't just go. He can't just go resurrect a second version of himself. Why? Why doesn't he it's, do it? If he can do it, he, why doesn't he do he it? Because he doesn't get the Sorcerer's well, Stone. So, he could, it's, it's pieces of his soul. So it's, it's not, not a person. It's not new Voldemort. It's, it's the same soul in a, in a corporeal form. So if he's going to go bring back another Horcrux, he's essentially just bringing back himself. In I, I, I don't think you have sufficient <laughs> evidence to say that that's you the definitely case. Definitely don't. <laughs> that's my. Okay. That's you're you're illust, you're illustrating my point, which is they're not. They actually aren't well explained. Um, who's there is as much evidence that there could be that he could have turned into seven seven versions of Voldemort walking around as to say that the the soul would then be reabsorbed into himself. It's it's Just it's every not night's like, feast of the seven Voldemorts. I mean, it it's sort of like he's got extra lives, like in Mario, and it's sort of like he's he can got... respawn. Basically, it just takes a lot of time and effort to respawn. And magic, but yeah. I hear he you. Can't, but you he don't can't clone himself. This is why I thought this was a bad example with YouTube, but because you're not seeing the because <laughs> we know the more fact about it's Harry a... I hear, I hear, I hear, and see what and I do. I do. I, you're you're saying why doesn't Voldemort just? go into every battle with six or seven versions of himself, he'd be unstoppable. That also makes him well-known what he did and killable. You can kill each one of those. So I know what, I know he's what more he... vulnerable in that sense because he has got seven of himself. So maybe if after he's achieved world domination, he might summon another one because he's the most lonely man of all time and he's the only one that can keep himself company. I don't know. But that's even if your scenario would be true, which if you think that's the case... You're, you have the same evidence that we have. So if you right. don't think we're adequately defending it, you also aren't. There's so many holes in your, this is what it could happen to. Yeah, you're, so you're speaking on a hypothetical. Um, I think Hope Camp won the, won the <laughs> nerd, nerd debate, so go ahead and take a shot of uh, Moonshine. Um, because it's, so. it was actually not a, not something that I thought of there. Um, I did think of Wanda uh, immediately, <clears throat> but that was good. That was good. I'll give I you enjoyed, more heads up next time. <laughs> I enjoyed your thought process, Kevin, of making us talk about Harry Potter Horcruxes. Um, sure, that well, I'm here for that conversation every time. 
I feel I like that was more that of a useless in... in-depth analysis that we could have done. <laughs> um. <laughs> Maybe. I, I it it's it's difficult because there's only one way that it did happen in the story, so no one can say like you said it's a hypothetical. My point is is because it happened the way it did, there is some precedence to say that, that those actions could be replicated. And there is just say there it's is, magic and move on. There is there are magic items that could have replicated that situation with multiple souls to create and, multiple well, here's, living. Here's here's something too that's just as likely, maybe makes even more sense that your soul can only attach to one human form, which would so have been he, awesome. So if he brings back another one, he kills this his current soul, and then he's this he's just one person. So I think that's just as likely. And yeah, I'm in for that. Yeah, but no, Hokam's example was much better. But I had no prep time. I had no prep time. So I came up with something. You actually that I actually had like, more well, prep time kind than of been on my mind. I was going to say, so. I also didn't have prep time and went first. So. <laughs> I had to get in. Your argument fell apart immediately. Camp, you're up next. All right. Um, let's see if we can make Kevin go again. <laughs> you know, Thor, uh, you know, we're, we're probably releasing this like six Marvel things into the future. Um, Thor Love and Thunder is coming out next week. Uh, personally, I'm very excited for it. I am um, super One of the reasons about I'm excited for it is because Christian Bale will be playing Gore the God Butcher. And um, I trust Christian Bale. He has mm. done phenomenal things mm-hmm. with ev- pretty much every character he's done. He's done very well. Phenomenal. Maybe actor. he's gotten, maybe he's gained or lost too much weight to get to that character um, for health purposes. But, you know, um, he's a very good actor. And I, I think that this character will be a great kind of ultimate villain for Thor, and Christian Bale will be a phenomenal experience with it. He's also never been in, obviously, he's never been in the MCU before, and he's one of the best actors maybe to have never been in it. But I'm, I'm curious who you guys, and it doesn't have to be any specific role that you have in mind, like what's an actor or actress that's not in the MCU at all, never has been, that you are like, they should be, they would be great, as something in this MCU, or they would be a, a draw because, like, yes, Chris Hemsworth was not a draw when he first was cast as Thor. They've done unknowns, but they've also cast well-known actors. And Gore as Chris, Christian Bale as Gore is a draw for me. Um, so, who would be somebody that would maybe be like they're casting him in the MCU? I'm curious, excited to see that mm. that actor or actress. While we're thinking about that, let me just give you another reason why you should be excited about Love and Thunder. And it's that in this phase of phase four MCU films, um, good films are are skipping one another. So the first film to come out in phase four was Black Widow. That was bad. It was followed by Shang-Chi, which was excellent. Okay, good. That was followed by Eternals, which was bad. Which is real bad. That was followed by Spider-Man No Way Home, which was excellent. That was followed by Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, which was bad. No, it's the best no, of the bads. No. It's the best of the three bads. No, it's sure. it is but it's very in, it's good. in the bad column. Watch it again. Watch it again. It's top ten. It is top ten. It is fantastic. You are crazy. No, no stop it. it. Multiverse it's of Madness top, is really good. It is a top really ten good. Marvel horror movie. It is definitely <laughs> in the top ten worst you, movies. In I know the you MCU. all, Kevin. Your your standards have become unreachable sometimes. Um, with. But Thor Love and Thunder's next, and it's supposed to be good. Here's here's my concern, is if Thor Love and Thunder's next, 
it means that Black Panther Wakanda Forever is going to be bad, and I can't stand that. So I'm hoping Thor Love and that's, Thunder breaks the trend. That's going to um, be – it's also very tough to do you hope another it's bad? Black Panther movie without Chadwick no. Boseman. No, I hope the Black Panther movie is great, movies. but it's supposed to be bad. If Love and Thunder is good – it means if that Black Panther being logic, next. This arbitrary no pattern sense. holds. But I, there's enough concern. <laughs> according to Kevin. To it's an arbitrary it could, pattern it according to Kevin. I don't think it's going to... I don't think it's going to hold up because after Black Panther, if Black Panther happens to be bad, is Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, which would then be good. Um, and I don't know that that's going to be true. And then Guardians of the Galaxy three is supposed to be bad, and that's that's probably true. Your your opinion. Ant Man just... Ant Man movies basically because of Paul Rudd have been done in a way that makes them good for what they are. I don't think like they're not trying to make this the biggest yeah. blockbuster. They're trying to make this yeah. an enjoyable side experience, and they always have been. Anyway, I had posed a different question. I'm glad we could talk about this very fun pattern that I actually do largely agree with. Um, but let's hear some actors or actresses that uh, would make me want to go see the next Marvel movie. I wouldn't say The Rock, oh, even God. though he's he's <laughs> gonna be in one. Um, he's gonna he be in one as... soon. Um, yeah, he was just cast as somebody. What's it? Yeah, um, he's like it basically DC, Superman. No, Black Adam is what it is. That's um, no, that's DC. That's he's D, that's DC. Is he DC? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Black Adam's. And I thought so. He, so he would I, be. I mean, there are some actors fine. and actresses that are coming out. That, like Mahershala Ali as Blade. I mean, so you can't even say him. Um, but that—that's an actor that I'm very yeah. excited to see what he does with that character. Um. I, I don't. That's that's the first. Listen, one that you, we, we, you you can take it out. anyway. Um, but one of the one of my favorite actors that I'll watch basically anything is in is Andy Samberg. And I just, I just wish he was in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy three. I think that he would fit in perfect with the Guardians of the Galaxy with Chris Pratt, the the funny witted humor. I, I think that Andy Samberg would be hilarious. Would you, would you want him in as like a hero, a side character, as like a like that's clearly Andy Samberg and that's his role. I think I like he'd be this. hilarious as a villain for Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, as like a non-serious villain that they have to take on as a non-serious superhero. That, I think that that would, that would break a trend of like serious stuff. Um, and I think that would be hilarious. Okay, so Flynn, off of his advocacy for Multiverse of Madness, went for one of the funniest people. Um, and the least serious uh, people that I've ever 100%. seen. Has he done Palm Springs? Is it called Palm Springs? That uh, Groundhog Day movie with him, which is very funny as well. But I feel like that's like as serious as he's ever gotten. Yeah. I mean, other thing, other people that came to mind are like Kit Harrington. I love him, but he's already in it. He's in it. Um, uh, if you want to bring back uh, Kilgrave with david but Tennant, I would say he's already been in it but david he's already been, been in it and it's been canonized that, done, that he's in the MC. all kinds like a lot of actors have been in it yeah yeah there's a ton out there i mean like denzel washington hasn't but he's too 
he's almost like Christian Bale of like how are you going to get him in it? And, and he would be great as a villain coming up. Um, that would be fantastic if we saw Denzel Washington. Do you, um, you want to change your argument? You're, you're making a no. Case I'm for gonna Denzel here. no. I no. I, I there's just so many options that I'm 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 taking more so Kevin doesn't have them um, because I, I have, have so I many have in my right head. Option. Okay, go I'm, ahead. I'm, I'm, I'm don't ready. say Meryl Streep. I'm not gonna say Meryl Streep. <laughs> um, so the answer to this question is. Um, I'm going to go ahead and cast her. Uh, the answer to this question is Maggie Smith. Um, and <laughs> I did. I mean, I could have named a hundred actors and actresses to be in the MCU. I think before I got to Maggie Smith, I'm I am excited to see what you say. So Maggie Smith, <laughs> she will be. I would cast Maggie Smith as Madam Web. So Madam Web is a Spider-Man character from the Secret Wars. So in the Spider-Man uh, comic book series and in the Spider-Man, uh, the Amazing Spider-Man, no, uh, the Spider-Man 2000s or so cartoon show, um, Spider-Man is brought by um, Madam Web to a different planet to figure out if who would really win in a situation of good versus evil. So Spider-Man is is chosen as the quintessential um, good guy. And he gets to choose, I think it's seven other, seven or eight other heroes from Earth. He chooses Storm. He chooses the Fantastic Four. He chooses Iron Man and maybe a couple other people. And um, they're supposed to fight who she and this other guy who I can't remember his character. It wasn't the Beyonder, but it was somebody very similar to the Beyonder, chooses the eight top villains. So they choose Doc Ock, they choose the Lizard, they choose the uh, they choose Doctor Doom, they choose um, oh Cap uh, Captain America is on Spider Man's side, the Red Skull goes on on the other side. And they do a battle um, in space in in this situation. And uh, spoiler good good defeats evil. Madam Web is a really cool character in the sense that she's always seated. She's very snarky. She uh, plays with Spider-Man, and you never know. He never knows when she's going to come into the situation. So he could have just finished fighting a villain, and all of a sudden he's brought into this weird dimension, kind of like the mirror dimension, where she's there and telling him about uh, what's coming next. She helps him through some difficult times, but she's always incredibly snarky with him. And she doesn't have to be active in any way. She's always seated in this sort of web-like uh, apparatus. So Maggie Smith would be f- fantastic in this role. She's supposed to – Madam Web is supposed to be a much older woman than Spider-Man. She's supposed to be this woman who crosses all ages and times. And so I think she'd be great. I would cast her as Madam Web in this next version of Spider-Man. She would also be someone who could bring um, Spider-Man – from the Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, and uh, Tom Holland group, and then maybe bring in uh, the uh, Gwen Stacy character, Spider-Gwen, Ghost, and the um, Miles Morales Spider-Man together to do something pretty cool in the future. It's a great storyline. I would go see it. Spider-Man fans who love the comics would go see it. And Maggie Smith has, has never done anything poorly, so that's my answer. Uh, Flynn, wake up. <laughs> uh, long-winded as he is 
Uh, that was compelling. And I don't actually think that Maggie Smith in that specific role in this hypothetical, like, Spider-Man movie of battles would draw me in any more than Flynn's very random, villainous Andy Samberg, Guardians of the Galaxy. I would probably be more concerned about Andy Samberg, but I also, he's like Flynn, one of, I think he's one of the funniest and uh, best people doing stuff out there still. Um, but I just really feel like Flynn threw in the towel on the argument. So uh, I'm going to give it to Kevin just out of, mostly the argument because he made one <laughs> there was well, he, i could see it it was present the argument was present and he made an argument for a specific capacity. character whereas i just threw out a a actor that was like maybe he can do this or that yes and your argument was he's funny and i'd like to see him I would really not like to see Andy Samberg in the MCU. <laughs> and uh, Kevin's argument was... I almost said Nicolas Cage, but I knew I would have lost. I knew, I, yeah, <laughs> that was what I thought you were going to say. You Ghost Rider? Said, An actor that I truly love. I was like, yeah, bring him back his Ghost Rider. That'd be awesome. <laughs> no, it wouldn't. It was bad before, it would be bad again. <laughs> no, it was good. You thought Top Ghost Rider was good. Top 10 Marvel Top 10 Marvel movie. <laughs> Top 10 Marvel movie. God, Flynn. Come on, man. Blade 2, All right. Baby. Does that mean I'm up next? Uh, yes, it means you're up. Uh... <laughs> nope, we're going to Flynn again. All right, short, <laughs> here's a short. Here's a short-winded prompt. Um, each of you are going to. Uh, each of you are going to take me to a fictional bar or restaurant where we're going to have a good time. And I would like you to make the argument why the fictional bar or restaurant that you're choosing is the better fictional bar or restaurant. Think about movies, TV shows, books. What's the place that you would take me that's shown up and make the argument? I'll go ahead and take this one. Um, so I, I, when I was expecting a prompt of fictional bars and restaurants, there are some great bars that would just be Let's go out and have a good rip-roaring time. Most of them are beer-centric, probably. Um, you might find some good whiskey bars in fiction, but that's not as, like, the mainstay. You know, Cheers' bar is not going to be, like, the place to go get the finest whiskeys. And I know how you feel about beer. Only at Christmas. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to drink beer all weekend or, before the or, July. Or a so. refreshing light beer, because nothing else will quench your thirst. <laughs> not even water. <laughs> not even not, definitely not lemonade. Don't even get them started. <laughs> but but so I'm thinking that we need to get you some food. And it's got to be okay. the best tasting food that's out there. And the answer is from the best chef in all of fiction, Ratatouille. So we would be going to La Ratatouille, which is the restaurant that they open at the end because uh Gusto's closes down <laughs> I, because of the I know. station. Okay. It's, I a, know. it's for our listeners. It's for our listeners in case they're not really, really so, important. So, um, you know, if you can, if you turn that food critic, the, I mean, it's such a heartwarming tale. That food critic, um, whose name escapes me, is totally swayed. Let's a rat cook for him because it's like the best tasting meal of all time. So, if this guy who eats for a living and hates all of the food that he eats because no one is good enough to cook is finding this to be like the best tasting meal of all time, that whole menu is going to be awesome. And I, you know, I feel like you appreciate Anton, good food. Anton Ego. Yes, Anton Ego. Uh, quite the ego on that guy. Um, but he, uh, 
So he's he's the number one customer, and and that place is gonna have nothing but amazing tasting food at all times. Okay. 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 Uh, I'm gonna take like you. I love to A little speakeasy. In, in the uh, slums of Germany. It is unnamed as a location, um, but it is the home of the greatest drinking competition ever known. Um, it's called Beer Fest. Uh, and so, what do you want to do mm. when you're drinking? Beer you want to play games, Beer you want to hang fest. out with people, you want to have fun, you want to be loud, you want to listen to music, you want to, you know, get rowdy. That's what Beer Fest is. And so, let's have a little competition, put some stakes on it, uh, watch some murder happen sometimes and kind of ignore it, um, and then, uh, have a really great time, uh, just being with friends and getting super drunk. Kevin's getting eliminated fast in that <laughs> you can't chug beer hope camp you cannot chug beer okay <laughs> we all would i mean we can't we can't hold our own in that i agree I of the three of us i'm lasting the longest i don't really want the the representation of it i'm Just very good at flip cup you know this there's some coordination that that needs to occur in some of those games too that that if it if flip cups one of the games i'm just complete saying. opposites yeah, this is interesting. I, um, yeah, really, really different. If I was going for a beer drinking, good time having bar, we would have been going to the Green Dragon in the, the Shire. Interesting. That would have been a. But, that would have been an interesting choice. But I thought you would. Uh, we're past, like not necessarily past those days, but I think that you would appreciate good food over an exhausting. You know what you said, Hove Camp, is somewhere that we would take our wives or soon to be wives. Um, Whereas I, I, I suggested a place. Two men can't share a meal? Is that what you're saying, Flynn? <laughs> no, we would go on like a triple date. The three of us would go to a triple date and have a nice little meal, you know, and that's fine. Uh, but I said something completely opposite of a drinking competition in the slums of Germany. And so... <laughs> I, I, think, I think Kevin has to decide, uh, is he going to be, is he 22 or 42? <laughs> Obviously, the answer is 67, but, you know... <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, this is so funny so i um i have no idea what to do i expected things like uh chubbies from boy meets world Too easy i expected mclaren's from how much your mother i expected um uh the, Isley cantina. the cantina in um in Mos Eisley, yeah, that was one that that came to mind. Uh, the end of the Prancing Pony, yeah. where Beer Pints was Pony. interesting to me. Um, so, but but no, I I totally agree. So I thought you both made really really good arguments. I think that that's a, a um, this is an example of when you say uh, hours ago. I'm going to ask you about fictional I didn't prep uh, restaurants and bars I didn't and giving you time to hip. prep on fictional <laughs> restaurants and bars. I'm not saying you, you prep, but, you know, it, it's like, oh, let me start thinking of places that have occurred in fiction where people gather at bars and stuff. I genuinely think because of the way in which um, Remy Little Chef would pair nice wines with the meal because of how I enjoy food and wine. I would probably rather be at Ratatouille's spot than 
beer fest because I'm just not all that into beer. Um, It's not my thing. It's like my fourth or fifth. Yeah. So it, it, but, but Flynn, I agree. That's so when I do drink beer, like when, like it's 4th of July weekend, you guys are going to be here all weekend. We're going to play beer die. We're going to play flip cup. We're going to play baseball. We're going to and and so when, when beer is a part of competition, I'm in. I love it. Um, but what I don't enjoy is let's go sit down and enjoy this tasty beer. I'd rather have wine. I'd rather have whiskey. I'd rather have other things. So, uh, this um, is this close. It's very close. Question that I'm posing: Are there whiskey bars of fame in fiction that I'm not thinking of? I just not that, not that come to mind. I mean, you can get a good. I mean, there might be speakeasies. You know, yeah. I mean, you can get a good, really... a good fire whiskey at like the Three Broomsticks or whatever if you wanted to. But that's more, mm-hmm. you know, every place you're going has got its own unique thing, and whiskey's just not. Kevin could get some giggle water wherever they go. Yeah, what and, got uh, me thinking of what fantastic. What got me beasts. thinking about it was we Flynn and I went to an event the other night at NKU, and afterward, because it was so nice out. We went to Skyline Tavern, which we've referenced on this podcast very early on in our Battle Royale. Um, went to Skyline Tavern, which is basically the training bar for NKU students, and we sat outside on the porch, and it was beautiful. And I had a whiskey, Flynn had a beard, and and it was one of those situations where it was just like, this is a perfect place to go in this moment. And I started thinking about, you know, if we were debate to debate, what are the what are the best places in fiction across all genres that we might go? So anyway, that's where I'm at. I think that's good. Flynn, nice. you have to drink again. I already did. You lost two debates tonight. You suck. You're yeah, very did. bad at this. <laughs> Thank you. The only Thank one you, you didn't lose was the one you couldn't so, lose. So you suck. That's You're true. Bad that's true. Hovecamp won two, and you lost one very badly. If I had had more time, I would have come up with a better argument against the Horcruxes. I don't think that's true. But anyway, that brings Bird. us to our <laughs> main segment of the night. The most, the most important main, segment we've actually ever done. We're ranking birds. This podcast is rank. Ew. This podcast is rank with birds. birds. Um, all birds are on the table, you know. <laughs> the bird, I mean, the bird is I, in fact the word. I, I do. Yeah, I don't know. Bird is the word. This doesn't have to be anything crazy, but we're we're probably not going to get too specific. So if you I, were thinking, I, I don't agree. You don't know that. Um, I don't agree. Maybe maybe somebody I, will, but if you're like, I don't know any. Birds, I have some. Yeah, we might be a little more general than you think. Never mind, because so, this is why I posed this from my shower thoughts, where all great ideas and uh, plans come from. Yeah, and I think it's that it's going to be fun, and, and uh, it's going to be unique, as always. So the order is going to go Hove Camp mm. first, because you're the most gardeny of us all. Um, me, and then Kevin. Ooh. Kevin's going to go third. So because we each have a challenge and a veto. This is this podcast's rank. Yep. Uh, as a three-person and ranking, you get an extra challenge with a shot. Who's taking yep. notes? Hope. I got him. I got the got, got the. Hope Camp is taking uh, notes. The doc up of my. And Hope Camp is up first. All right, Hope. What is the best bird the ever? Okay. So there is an objective number. I agree. 
when I was, one of the things that like lives in my mind forever, I've watched, I think probably every John Oliver uh, thing that he's done on HBO, but he does a lot of web exclusives as well. And one of them is on birds. And I'm gonna sum it up with one sentence. Pretty, are you ready for this one? <laughs> you birds. <laughs> and it, he just goes through and rips bird after bird after bird in hilarious, hilarious and offensive and stupid. And it's like three and a half minutes of this. Go watch it. You will have a great time. Yep. Uh, one of the things he does, though, is he goes, and now penguins. Nope, can't say anything bad about you. You guys are great. <laughs> and that's why they're number one. Penguins are the best bird. Wait a minute. You're not going to be Yeah, you're not going to be specific in this moment. I told you. You I'm, have to name a penguin. Yes. The penguins are the best bird. Let me pull back the It curtain. is not spe- on, on, on my list. Penguins. On my list. We're probably going to be a little more specific or not very and specific. I don't, and, and, and neither of us agreed with you. You said not on necessarily. On my list. Mine are penguins. I'm taking all the penguins. I have a type of penguin on my list. We just have a type of penguin on breakfast and there are 150 different types of eggs. Penguins are on my list at one. Do you have we, a favorite type of penguin? That, Do you have a favorite type being of penguin? That specific? Yes, yes. This was my idea. I don't have to be specific. Uh, <laughs> then, then uh, we could literally just rank the penguins one through ten. We could. That could be a whole different. Then, that's the list. So, and so I would have I think, things. To I think say. it might be better for diversity's sake if we split for these up into, into uh, larger groups of birds. So that we get See, different types of groups of birds. I'm gonna get pretty specific with some of mine. Same. So I hope that hope yeah. So okay, if you're you you're gonna be like, he's gonna be like pigeons, and and then we're gonna be Flint. really specific. Which penguin was on your list? Uh, the booby. I have emperor penguins. I, on my I list. would I would go with emperor. Emperor penguins are great, but boobies are. I would go with mm. emperor, and then maybe. Uh, like the macaroni penguins because they're pretty pretty chill and pretty fun uh, but emperor because what's the they're... penguin that can fly <laughs> yeah good luck on that one flint <laughs> that's called laughing in so huffcamp is saying so huffcamp is just saying penguins at number one flynn what are you gonna do this about is it? some this is some crazy stuff okay i'm gonna challenge because that can't stand um and i'm gonna challenge with the objective number one the harpy eagle um and so <laughs> i I, I, I know yeah, well, no, because it's one specific eagle. The harpy eagle um, is is the most badass eagle slash bird in all of the animal kingdom. Uh, it has talons that are actually longer than a grizzly bear. Um, it feeds on monkeys, which is just absurd um and uh, the main reason it's number one on my list is when i was when i was doing research on this i came across uh this article that says uh five birds that can steal your toddler and harpy eagle is on the list uh and so harpy eagle is number one six and a half it's, foot wingspan it's a pretty dope bird eagles are definitely on the it's list. it's an amazing bird the harpy eagle is phenomenal i would i would i would go golden eagle as the top the top eagle but the top eagle is bald eagle. This is America. Yeah. What sea is eagles, the matter with sea you? Eagles people? Are actually no, really, really cool too. they're basically buzzards. They are bald they eagles are, are like better buzzards. than buzzards, um, but they're barely better. They're, than they more, they are 
they are enjoyable, majestic, and I would love to see a full-grown one with the actual ball. So, so Kevin, do you want penguins or the harpy eagle at number one? Um, I'll say this: the great, the emperor penguin was number four on my list. The harpy eagle isn't in the top ten. The bald eagle is the clear number one in my opinion because America, Ooh, and I eagles just want to. And so, I, if it's eagles versus penguins, I'm choosing eagles. But that no, is not, not that, Eagles that versus is not penguins. what Flynn is proposing. So the answer is penguins. Penguins oh are the best bird oh, of all time. Absurd. Period. Okay, number two is harpy eagle. I've already made the argument. <laughs> oh god, this this is gonna be fun. <laughs> I'm having a good time. <laughs> oh, I might get more specific on some of these, but I really thought that the genres would be all-encompassing and delightful. I came up with 16. No, no. Harpy Eagle is way better than all other eagles. It is not. Mm-hmm. Do something <laughs> about it, then. I'm gonna it's number two. Number two. And you can't do any other penguins no, because you already so, put up all the uh, penguins. But here's, point of, here's point the thing. of order. Point I, of I order. Do, hang on, I do think we're going to run into some issues, and I'm going to usurp your point of order because I can challenge this with eagles, based on how we're doing this. So if you, you would, could, and that's if absurd. you would like, <laughs> I am willing to be more specific and make emperor penguins number one. Great. And I'm cool with be that. More I'm cool with okay. that. Let's be more right. specific. Emperor Penguin's number one. My point of order is when there's only three of us and we play this game, you can take a shot to do an extra challenge. And yeah. I think we should yes. implement that rule. We already we already covered that. That's Kevin. more of a point Thank of emphasis. A point of re-emphasis. <laughs> I don't know that it Thank had. Thank you, but Jacob. Okay. Pretty. It, it was. Uh, so any, is anyone going to do anything about the Harpy Eagle? Because it's number two. All right, move on. Uh, I haven't decided. I really haven't decided. Kevin has an eagle that he has number one that is not the harpy eagle. Yeah, but I don't know that I have your support in the situation. You you did not seem as American as I was just now. I also didn't rank where the harpy eagle was. I just think that the golden eagle and the sea eagles are probably... We're doing top eagles. That's probably where, the, where it goes. I mean, I've seen the, the rescue. I've seen the rescuers down under. A bald eagle. The rescuers down under tells me that the golden eagle is a phenomenal eagle. I'm there. But she didn't make my list. Challenge with the snowy owl. Interesting. Great challenge. Um, I think that birds of prey Case. are probably my top genre of bird in general. And yeah, owls, you can't put birds of prey. Owl, no, that would be that's too vague even for my standards. <laughs> um, owls are in and of themselves awesome. They're kind of mysterious, majestic. The, they're uh, nocturnal in general. But the snowy owl, with its you know fleece white feathers, has to be like the most gorgeous and awesome. Head Hedwig. Um, even if you take the Harry Potter thing out of it, snowy owls were awesome. The reason Harry has a snowy owl... No, I'm just, I'm just pointing out to like, the listeners, this is picture the Hedwig, yeah, okay. this is a snowy owl, right? That's, so I, I think that uh, that's the top owl. So my favorite owl is the great horned owl. Um, the great horned owl's eyes are adapted for night vision. Um, they are... Have you, uh, have you seen uh, one in the wild? 
And I'm just gonna say they um, they can flex their heads uh, 180 degrees, which is great about that's, the great horned owl. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna and, interject because there was a great horned owl nest in a park very near to my house. We're like on my running route. Everybody walks over there, and you could see it from this like little spot. And the entire like for two months, if you went past this walking path on the park, up in the like barely in the brush, there would be no fewer than three deeply zoomed in, like big nature camera amateur photographers, just with it focused on the owl, and they're just snapping pictures every so often, and they'd be there for hours, just snapping pictures of this great horned owl. Um, and it was pretty dope. I'm not gonna lie, pretty pretty dope owl. All owls. Yeah, great horned owls are awesome, and I I actually intend to get them on this list. Um, if we're gonna have two owls, those are the two owls that need to be in the top ten. Um, but if if we're listening to this challenge, I side with Huffcam. <sighs> okay. So, so the, the snowy the, owl. The snowy owl. So the top two birds ever are penguins. The great. Uh, <laughs> Emperor penguin. I really Emperor feel like penguin. it should be. It's almost like an outline where it's like penguins and then a emperor. Emperor <laughs> penguin, and then we're doing the snowy owl. This is tough for me because I have the bald eagle at one. At three, I'm gonna make the case though because this is one I want in top right, three. Pretty, not sticking to your guns. <laughs> I want the great albatross to be the third greatest bird of all time. The great albatross is massive. If you've seen the rescuers <laughs> down under where they try to rescue the golden eagle, they also use the great albatross to uh, cross the um, ocean. The great albatross has a 12-foot long wingspan. It's the largest wingspan of any living bird species that's in existence today. The great albatross is massive. They're a phenomenal bird, and they are deserving at a number three ranking. Kevin, let's be real. You you can barely get a birdie, let alone an albatross, so... I want to punch you in the face right now. <laughs> I'm better at golf than you. <laughs> I've been to several parties. Is a bogey and... bird a thing? <laughs> <laughs> All sorts of parties. Everyone describes me as an albatross at them. Um, so you know, <laughs> <laughs> Kevin's twelve-foot wingspan. <laughs> so essentially, what we're saying is, if we were to play the Kevin's height game, uh, this albatross has stretched its wings. Two Kevins are laying head to toe, and they're not as more long than two. As and we're not as long wings. as the great like, albatross. Like two and a half, Kevin. True yes. story. <laughs> I don't feel that strongly to veto. I'm not going to do anything. I actually do feel strongly to leave it there. Great. Uh, the Great Albatross is a phenomenal pick. I, you have my Thank full you. support in the top three on this one. Okay. Oaf Camp, you're up with number three. Uh, let's go from largest bird to fastest bird. And I'm going to put the Peregrine Ooh. Falcon on this list. Yep. It was between the peregrine falcon and the harpy eagle for me. So um, I'm, fastest I'm good with bird, it. stellar, incredible, um, very adaptable to cities um, and what they they like hunt birds themselves now. They're just awesome. They're so fast. I'm in for all of it. Yep, I'm in. 
Hmm. Kevin, hearing it is the only it, it's the only Falcon that's on my list. As it should um, be. So I I appreciate it enough to say I'm not doing anything about it in this moment. So four is the Peregrine Falcon. All right, it, it five has to be the Harpy <laughs> Eagle. I've tried I've tried enough. I'm I'm, I'm done is, trying. This is Grandma's um, book all over again. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna challenge with the bald eagle. That's some bull. Okay. I would like for you guys to make your uh, cases as scientifically as possible. Kevin or Flynn. The has bald eagle stated... is. It's Fourth of July weekend. The bald eagle is That's the symbol scientific. of America. Flynn has said it hunts the, the, monkeys. The, the That's bald the eagle's that wingspan. Into this, that I am considering. The, the so bald far. eagle's wingspan is and somewhere sloths. between it five point nine. Sloths too. Bald eagle five point nine wingspan somewhere between that and seven and a half feet wingspan these are huge birds that are gorgeous and majestic and when you go to the zoo you want to see them if i'm passing by the harpy eagle i'm like it'd be cool if i saw one maybe but the bald eagle is the symbol of our nation and i am all about it it is what we need in this moment it's it's a it's a top five bird period it's a top five eagle listen Bird. Yeah. So is the harpy eagle. The harpy, the harpy eagle, has five-inch talons that can puncture a human yeah, skull. You said that earlier. Eats monkeys and sloths, and can carry a twenty-pound animal away and just eat it. Um, plus, I'm not that convinced that I'm super proud of our country at this exact moment not to get political um and so well, yeah i'm gonna yeah, stick with the heart don't eagle. worry the 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 request was scientific uh arguments so flynn or kevin <laughs> trying to play to my patriotism uh in this holiday season like that's not the judge is not considering that as evidence <laughs> that's good thank you so, so then he went with wingspan and that was it <laughs> what what i do i have uh one of my things is like I've really always wanted to see a bald eagle in the wild, and at a bachelor party down at uh, one of uh, what lake was it? Barron, Barron River Lake. Um, there was a juvenile bald eagle that was flying around uh, near where we were staying. It was awesome. It wasn't. It didn't have the full white collar yet, but it was awesome. Um, I don't know how effective it was at hunting. It stood perched and swooped down into the lake all, a lot. Um, I didn't see many fish hanging from its talons. Um, but again, young, young, young buck. Uh, so we'll give it the benefit of the doubt. So I feel like I'm, I'm de like this um, debate to me is jungle hunter versus more lakes and rivers, you know, a fisherman, you know, if you will. Not that fishermen aren't badass, but I do think that the harpy eagle presents a very unique, for a bird that size to hunt in the way that it does, I think it goes to my third favorite eagle behind the golden and then the sea eagle and then i go harpy vault so it's very close very very close but i will allow flynn to stop suggesting the harpy eagle because i think it's worthy of five thank you thank you i have other things on my list just so everyone <laughs> knows uh <laughs> so our top five are emperor penguins uh also all penguins uh snowy owls Great albatrosses, albatry, um, peregrine falcon, and the harpy eagle. Albatrossy? <laughs> Obviously, that's it. 
So Kevin, you the are sixth, up at six. The sixth best bird of all time is the blue-footed booby. Um, the blue-footed booby is, is a phenomenal bird. Um, they have blue feet, and the the way in which their feet are more or less blue from one another impacts their ability to find mates. Their mates want the bluest of the feet. The other interesting thing about the blue-footed booby is they start their lives in the shitter and they have to crawl their way out. And this is a very literal thing. The blue-footed booby uh, lays its eggs not in nests, but on the ground. And the incubating bird, the mother bird, will then defecate uh, on, on the eggs. And the eggs will then become surrounded by a circular wall of excrement until they are ready to hatch. That's how they stay warm and protected. This is what he meant by biology. I asked for scientific, and he was like, I only looked up, uh, I, the only thing I did research on was boobies. <laughs> <laughs> and, and trust me, that's from years of accidents. <laughs> the, the, blue, the blue-footed booby. Kevin was Googling boobies earlier, and he was like, oh yeah, we're doing a ranking of birds yes, later, you, too. Thank nice. you for spelling out what I was implying. <laughs> <laughs> the blue-footed booby is a phenomenal bird. It has uh, many things it has to go up against early on in life and becomes one of the most radiant and exciting uh, versions of this species, period. The blue-footed booby should be number six. Uh... Flynn, how do you feel about boobies? I can leave them at six. Uh, uh, they're they're on my list. Are they? They are. They are. You know what? I'm gonna take a chance here. Let's do. Let's do a quick shot. It's gonna be a challenge. Ooh. I'm gonna save. I'm gonna save the veto because I think that saving the veto. All right. There's something else. I, I think I can win this, but I'm not sure. What you have noticed. Those of you that listen from a similar geographic region of as, as us is the peregrine falcon you will see if you are a, an acute city observer, uh, or maybe, you know, that that's around. But it's also a pretty difficult sight. Something that's not as difficult to sight, um, but amazing, is the blue jay. It is a much smaller bird than what we've been referencing. Um, but it is native to the North America, and it is, um, this is, this is hilarious. Um, the top tens with .com, which is apparently a thing that, how have we not referenced this site before? We make top tens list of nonsense. That's a <laughs> thing. We're better than top tens. The top tens dot com. Uh, is it spelled out T-E-N-S or one T H E T O P T E N S. Yep. Dot com. Uh, the, top. the number one bird is the blue jay. It has one comment on it. I don't know how this is ranked. It says, and I just have to read this because I feel like this person's British. Uh, I watch documentaries about those. They're ever so interesting. That's blue the jays only are assholes. <laughs> blue jays are assholes. They uh, in, they in eat, the state of they Kentucky. They eat acorns. They are in, in like tied to oak trees. They eat acorns, bury them. They're basically like the bird squirrels. Um, they're the blue, I mean, I, I've seen them around all the time. I see all kinds of birds, you know, native gardening, you see some birds. 
they are they are the ones that I think are the most beautiful. I think they're awesome. I think that if we're gonna put like a common bird on this list, it has to be the blue jay. They're awesome. You are absolutely batshit crazy if you think we're putting blue jays on this list as the common bird when the state bird of the Commonwealth of Kentucky of is the northern is. is the northern cardinal. I know what and it is. the northern cardinal is often chased off and chastised by, by the blue jay, which is a douchebag bird. This is bullshit. No, you can't do this. You can't do it's this. Not this up is wrong. To me, it's up to Flynn whether he wants boobies or jays. But Flynn's an asshole. He is. Flynn is All the right. blue jay. BJ's or boobies. BJ's or boobies. <laughs> BJ's or boobies. I'm gonna go with BJ's. You know, I I, I actually really God like BJ's. Blue jays are. I think cute. they're a cool cute bird. Flynn. <laughs> and also, cardinals suck. So you know, <laughs> as someone who works blue at jays a university cool. for the flagship <laughs> bird of our state, and I enjoy a good cardinal. The red, the the female cardinals are a little bland. Um, but the male cardinal is awesome. That is a very deep cardinal red. It's amazing. It's a solid bird. I love it. Blue jays are better. I know they're quote unquote assholes, um, but I would rather have blue jays being assholes in my yard than not have blue jays in my yard at all. This is worse than Eddie's million dollar cook-off. I just have to say. <laughs> I like it. This is, so that's number six. Great the blue jay is blue number jays six. Are six. I'm so glad All I right. took that chance. That was the best shot right. of Johnny Drum I've ever had in my life. Fantastic. <laughs> BJ's over boobies. Got it. Okay. Um, so. Wait, no, that's me. So at numbers. Back. Oh, yeah, you're up again. Okay, go oh, ahead. Man. Go ahead. That's unfortunate. <laughs> you know what? Let's keep the colors. Let's just get. Let's just keep colors as a top, top thing here. I want flamingos on the list. Off. Are you kidding me? I asked Kristen what the best bird of all time was. Kevin. She said, shut up, Flynn. I'm done. I'm so over this shit. I asked Kristen tonight, I said, what's flamingos the best bird of all time? She says, flamingos, because they eat shrimp and so do I, and that's why they turn pink. Flamingos suck. Flamingos uh, are not interesting. Here are, here are some very interesting things about flamingos, courtesy of Sir David Attenborough. Flamingos... <laughs> Female flamingos, after they give birth, turn white. Like they are no longer, they have, they've not eaten the shrimp or all the stuff that turns them pink. They are no longer like in that, that mold. So uh, they're white, they're walking back. They've got some babies. That signifies to any male that that is not, even when they're like getting healthy again and able to give birth again, that that female is not quite where she needs to be. So until that female is strong and healthy enough and pink again, everyone knows to lay off. Awesome. Awesome. Love the respect awesome. of warning signs. Love the um, respect. Penguins. Veto. Not penguins. Flamingos. Veto. Not done. Not done. Gonna keep going. Veto. <laughs> flamingos also have uh, like a group. They're, obviously, there's flocks. The way they uh, are flee from predators is if we're all in a group and Flynn says predator and flies away everyone flies away so they they trust each other there's this amazing hilarious prank <laughs> it is a hilarious prank <laughs> um, but, but they're they're good at it they're pretty good um so it's actually very tough to like you know crocodile your way into uh flamingos because once you once you screw up one they're they're flying away so flamingos are awesome uh like they stand on one leg so kevin basically just can't do standing tree with his uh you know Leg on his Stop upper thigh. It. You know, Stop flamingos it. are great. 
So you're you're an, idiot. Suck. you're an idiot. They're not the they're not one of the top ten birds. No, of all time. they're one of, they're one of the top seven birds of all time. It's both. Flynn, <laughs> what 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 do you have to say next? So what another penguin? Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I've ever been more <laughs> mad in one of these, and I didn't expect to be. This is so stupid. I have Whilst I have ten doing... perfect birds on my list. Three have been talked about. This is absurd. Whilst doing the research Why you put for up the this, eagle, Kevin. Right, it's still not on the Instead list. Instead of your boobies, um, yeah, the blue-footed booby is important. While doing research for this list, I I decided I was like, I'm gonna look for funny-sounding birds, and only one made me laugh out loud, and that was the fluffy-backed tit babbler, and so I'm gonna put the fluffy-backed tit babbler. At number seven. The only way you will get this to possibly stand for me is if you can give me your best recreation of what it sounds like. <laughs> um, hold on. <laughs> I don't want to hear this on on the Googles. I want I want to hear it from Flynn's throat. It's from Indonesia, <laughs> and Thailand. That's what um, I <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's probably like like Probably, worth it. you know, worth it. that's what I would assume. Did you not listen <laughs> to it? Have like, I challenged yet? No. I did challenge, right? I did that already. You could take a shot. You challenged the harpy. Sure. You challenged the harpy with the bald eagle. Yeah. Flynn challenged emperor penguins with nonsense, uh, with the harpy eagle. No, it's okay. Um, Whatever bullshit Flynn just said, I'm challenging with the, the bald eagle. The fluffy back tit babbler. Did you, Flynn? Flynn, when you said sound. Uh, I took it to mean the sound the bird makes. I feel like you meant the name of the bird. Now, now that I hear what you guessed the sound was like and the name of the bird again. No, I think he. I mean, I he also. Yeah, I did my best. Okay. I, I'm not. I'm not the best at making bird noises. Okay, but it was like the sound the bird makes that you were referencing initially. Yes. Very good. Anyway, number seven is the ball. Sounds people. like a dying. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care about your funky backed tit babblers. <laughs> this is this is Fluffy. time to get the ball. Okay. Okay. Fluffy. So I'm up next also, at eight. Yes. Calm down. <laughs> okay. So bald eagle, um, bald eagle, great albatross. Three on my list is great horned owl. We have an owl. Maybe I don't need to go there. Emperor penguin was four. The Northern Cardinal was five, and I don't feel like I have support there. Neither do I with the blue-footed booby at six. My seventh-ranked best... You have my support. Shut the f*** up. My best... <laughs> I don't care anymore. I'm so mad. You all suck. You, <laughs> you asked me to... We broke Kevin asked... Blue Jay. Yeah, I know. You asked yeah, me to yeah. care about this. I decided to care about this. I am mad. What was the most you ever broke someone on the podcast? Oh, man. Hope Kevin Flynn inspired to get Blue Jays on the list of birds. And Gavin didn't like that. <laughs> no, I'm so mad. I am so mad. And I don't know why. You all made me this way. Um, so if those top six birds, which should be on our list, aren't there, the number seven I have this is, eight. Is, is one of the scariest birds of all time. Um, and should be there at eight. And I'm going to go with the shoe bill stork. So this is a stork that, if you Google its picture, it looks like a damn muppet. Like this doesn't look like this should be a real bird. 
It's terrifying. Its bill is incredibly strong. It inhales turtles and baby crocodiles for its meals. Like, that's what it does. This bird is badass and terrifying. And if you watch, like, we watch, like, Brooklyn Zoo and some other things, and, and some zoos have this bird. And you watch as it just stares at you. And it's like, well, we have to bring it food. Well, don't get within 18 meters of it because this thing is going to just charge you. And you <laughs> you have to be very careful around it. I don't know. The, the, I, the... I figured out why Kevin loves this bird so much. Um, the shoe bill does have an incredible stare. It is the same stare that you would get from an, uh, your grandfather as his glasses sit at the bridge <laughs> of his nose and he stares at you disapprovingly. Um, and yes, pretty clearly close. that's that's what Kevin's about. This is a yeah, this that, is a terrifying bird. <clears throat> this is Kevin's spirit animal. <laughs> <laughs> I have it at seven. I wanted it at eight on our list. Um, out of curiosity, I know I know Kevin vetoed flamingos. Flynn, you still have a veto. Left? Kevin is out of everything. He, yeah, I, I have, have a veto. veto. You have a veto. Do you have mm -hmm. a Do you have a shot challenge? I have a shot challenge okay. if I really want to. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I actually like shoe bills, um, in this spot. I'm fine with I think it it's a, as I, well. The, I'm the not going to. Wading birds were criminally underrepresented, and shoe bills are more of a. A gimmicky spot here at eight, but man, what a gimmick! <laughs> it's a cool, it's a cool looking bird. It's a, it's a good gimmick. <laughs> this bird looks mad, always. <laughs> um, I mean, that actually, it looks like a muppet. Like it looks like a muppet. Like this, this doesn't look like a real bird. That does help me a little bit. Because I I wanted some wading birds on here. I was trying to figure out which crane might be best. Egrets are pretty top notch. I love a good stork. Um. <laughs> <laughs> <Excuse> <laughs> <me>. <laughs> I was watching our Twitter our our Instagram. Flynn just put a picture of a of, of a uh, a shoebill <laughs> shoebill stork with my name on it. It says Kevin Reynolds Spirit Animal. <laughs> And it's one that looks very surprised. He doesn't look menacing at all in this situation. Um, so thank you, Flynn. You're the best. I'll send it to the group chat. You're welcome. Yeah, that'd be great if you could uh, help those of us that don't have Instagrams. Um, Get so, Instagram. I'm gonna. I'm going to at number nine. This is number nine. This is maybe. I think this is the most amount of group of birds that you guys would be comfortable with. I'm gonna put the birds of paradise here. Um, and if you're unfamiliar with the Birds of Paradise, they are the uh, dancing birds that have the awesome showiness that like build the nests and then literally choreograph dances to woo their mates. And they're fun, no. they're energetic, they've got delightful colors involved. There's all kinds of different ones that you'll see all kinds of different things on. They're basically tiny peacocks with better functionality than those stupid, stupid ass showy uh, peacock tails look like. So I, uh, I yeah. on my list at nine, have the Vogel Cop Superb as the best bird at number nine. And that is in this category, right? The Vogel Cop, 
was yeah, actually I... discovered in 2018, so it's a relatively new one. If you are uh, V-O-G-E-L-K-O-P, superb, S-U-P-E-R-B, go on YouTube, Google him, um, and you'll see the way that this little bird dances for its potential mates. It's amazing. Um, it, it, this is the bird, right? This is the bird. Like, no one does it better than this bird. That's fair. I was not going to do the research to figure out who had the coolest dance. Uh, they are often kind of lumped in as like, look at these cool birds. So I do think that um, if we were going to allow a larger category, this is a pretty standard larger category to allow. I hear you, and but I will accept it. I will accept one, it. Kevin's is fine with me. Yeah, I'll accept your premise with sort of like a parentheses, the the Vogel Cop superb as a example of this. So, Flynn, will you be wasting your video here? <clears throat> no, I'm because I'm, I'm hoping that if if I let this one stand, that you're not gonna retaliate and veto mine. So I'll let it stand. Playing the game. In a, in a way, and letting this one stand. Okay. Okay. I, w- I wouldn't have done that if I, if I had felt passionately in any way. All right. So I'm number 10. Um, and <clears throat> the only person that can do anything about it is Hove Camp. Um, if, if you veto this, I then have a veto card that I can use on Kevin, and then also a shot challenge that I could, I could use against you. Um, so... You know, it, it's still kind of the ball in my court. I do have a plan. I do. Sounds like a good I do plan. have a plan. If, if I do, I do actually enjoy this a little bit because if we were talking about like what is, what would you say the most equitable way to get a a tenth item on this list is? It'd be like, well, you know, maybe two of them put two of them up and the other one decides. So like, if it ends up being you versus me and Kevin decides. I think that's actually somewhat fair compared but to what we usually But I have. could also just put this one here. Okay. And it and it sticks. And, and you could just be okay with it. Because because most people be think surprised. that yeah, 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 I would too actually. Um, <laughs> most people think <laughs> most people have this bird in their top 10. Um, it originates from the Midwest of the United States, uh, migrated and kind of spread its wings to uh, the northeast, but kept its roots um, kind of in the Midwest. Um, and it's the Larry bird. I don't. I think you should get a chance to put. I up think a it should count. I think that Larry bird should here. count. <laughs> Jamal is not here. To voice his support for nonsense, I, because he thinks it's. Yeah, funny. I did put up, put a, up bird. a bird. I, I have I have <laughs> Sue Bird on my list as well. I had Big Bird on my list. I have it's Big Bird on my list bird. as well. So you know, it, there's lots of turkey. Pick a bird. Yep, the turkey. Really? Oh. <laughs> yeah, Kevin. What do you think? <laughs> Not, okay, no, I'm going on a side quest here. Okay, vetoed, in case you weren't aware. Um, Thank you. Turkeys suck. They are yep. uh, just gross-looking birds that maybe you encounter, and you're like, I didn't intend to see that today. Um, 
or maybe they're on your plate at Thanksgiving. And as has been covered previously on this podcast, <laughs> turkey sucks. Nah, it's it's good. not a turkey good sucks. tasting bird. It is maybe the worst tasting bird that I've ever had. As far as yep. just a general turkey, a general duck, a general chicken, turkey is number three on those. General um, chicken. So yeah, no, turkey will <sighs> no, be nowhere near this list. If we were going to do the worst birds, I think turkey's a strong contender among some other shitty birds. Um, but Kevin, I'm curious to see if you make Flynn use his veto here and leave it up to me, or if you will decide number 10. Yeah, so Flynn's an idiot. That's a stupid thing you do. The The birds that are on my list that are not gonna make our list are the Great Horned Owl, the northern. Can I veto before I'm, Kevin talks? I'm, I'm, I'm speaking. The veto. northern cardinal, um, which is the veto. state bird of the veto. Commonwealth of Kentucky, which we all live and love. Uh, the blue-footed booby. I've explained why it's amazing. Um, the toucan. Veto. The fucking toucan. Uh, because Fruit Loops. Because Cross Fruit Loops, mind, Flynn. But I really felt like it wasn't even the best cereal mascot we could have. Like, not even. I'll take. <laughs> I'll take Sunny I hear over you. Toucan Sam. I hear you. I don't know what kind of bird um, Sunny is, but I'll take Sunny. I want. I wanted the Scarlet. I wanted I want to punch you in the nose. I wanted the Scarlet Macaw on our list, which is the the big red parrot, um, which is awesome. Um, and then the the, the Vogel Cop Superb was my was my number nine. I Vito. talked about it earlier. Vito most of that's, those. That's a great. So so in my situation. I will not feel good about this list if I... <laughs> and the bald eagle made it, right? It's yes, yes. Five, six... Yeah. So He's been drinking my for a while. In my situation... Kinda. I kinda need a recap. In my situation, I think that the next best bird to join this group is the Northern Cardinal. The no, Veto. That was the most adamant. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not, Veto. All right, Hope Camp. Either make me take a shot to challenge or put up something that I like. Okay. Oof. Oh, back's still not 100% better. That readjustment <laughs> actually hurt. Okay. Welcome, welcome to the club. <laughs> welcome close. to the club. I can, move. I can move. I can't. Weirdly, the thing I can't do is sit for long periods of time. Um, I can lay down. Especially on a wooden and chair. I can definitely That's, stand it. Take long. it from me. This isn't is wooden. This isn't a wooden chair. I wouldn't say it's a good chair for my back. Um, some birds that I had on my list. Canaries. Gotta love them in the mines. They were helpful. Um, puffins. Puffins are bull. Flying penguins that, okay. that are pretty enjoyable. Do you have a mockingbird um, on your list? Because I do not have a mockingbird. Because, man, would I vote for I would, a What would have been great, though, is if I did and I said, <laughs> Yeah! <laughs> and then we start Mark. Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. <laughs> In, as Hope yeah. screams Bird. into the microphone like yeah. normal. Bird. Bird. <laughs> Want to hear the most yeah, annoying thing so in the it's world? You. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I, I still feel like uh, sand or shoehorns, shoebills, sorry, are not enough. Which, by the way, is still a better a better name than Pretty's Boat Shoes. Shoebills would have been a phenomenal name for his invention. <laughs> um, 
I want another crane, and I'm going to go with the Sandhill Crane. Endangered, migratory. Um, so, I love Sandhill. <laughs> Flynn, I think Flynn grabs, his, Flynn grabs his bourbon oh, and chugs it adamant. and says, I've lost. And he's right. Um, uh, Alfcam wins this one. I'm, are you sure? Because <laughs> yeah. I'm challenging with the blue-footed booby. Blue-footed booby, blue-footed booby wins. See? I, I forgot you had it there. Blue-footed booby yeah. wins. Hope Camp. You know what? Okay, Hope Camp. I, I just want win. everyone to know. Kevin was willing to give you the win just so he could go pee, and then he just gave me the win without even hearing a single thing and went to pee. Well, uh, here's here's the thing. Um, I don't have a ton of research on the uh, Sandhill Crane. It is the crane I went with. Maybe not the best crane I could have gone with, but cranes are dope. Cranes are and dope. I think that deserved another shout out there. Um, they are migratory. They're in ha their habitats are endangered because people, like they're, they're like flat-footed, flooded plains or uh, on their migration are going away. They're North American. You may, you, it is possible that you could see a Sandhill Kevin, crane. Kevin, I timed you. I timed that. you and you definitely didn't wash your hands. So. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, but but no, I respect. I do respect the blue-footed booby uh, because first off, blue feet pretty rare in a bird. Um, booby, hilarious name, and uh, you guys both. Had a what's list, what's our so list? Means what's our list? Ten. Our list: Emperor penguins at number one, aka all penguins. The Snowy Owl at number two, a.k.a. Owls. The Great Albatross at three, or Albatry. Uh, the Peregrine Falcon at number four. That one is specific. Falcons would never be at four if it was a general uh, group. The Harpy Eagle at five. Blue Jays at six, because they truly are the sixth best bird. I really hate that. Um, bald Eagles at seven, because they, in fact, are an inferior 100%. North American bird to Blue Jays. Uh, shoe bills at eight and birds of paradise at nine followed by a robust blue footed booby at 10 um will we be doing an 11 through 20 and if not anybody want to give two two no we're not doing 11 through 20 you people I feel suck like, at this i feel like I'm parrots need to be on this again. list some type of parrot Oh, I'm, I like I'm parrots. So glad uh, parrots doves are parrots cool. Are the most overrated peacocks. nonsense on this list. Peacocks doves are fine. Suck. Doves are pigeons that don't piss <laughs> yeah, you off. That's very true about doves. I don't agree the with about parrots. Uh, the cockatoo is on my list as well. But uh, here's here's one that I thought crows and ravens like get a bad rep but are super smart and dope this, birds. those birds suck they're loud and annoying like you um i thought i thought hummingbirds um were not in the top I 10 had hummingbirds, hummingbirds, hummingbirds awesome. on my list as well um but i don't have a specific i don't have a specific type of hummingbird and you that's that's where i was list. struggling i couldn't mm -hmm. pick one because i don't know which ones are the ones that i see but humming, hummingbirds we, are you awesome. probably see ruby throated um that's most commonly cool. what i see the, the 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 blue love, the blue jays making the list when the Kentucky State bird it should be the Cardinals blue jay. didn't is the it most should absurd. Be the blue jay. That is so awful. You you I people are, are cool. the worst. Okay. Look, 
I went into native gardening thinking I would see some cool butterflies. And I have, and it's been great. But a good side effect of that has been, I know a little bit about some birds now too. And blue jays- They're the awesome. worst. And cardinals are cool if you see them, they're around, you'll have- In my yard, I would, jays, like, I would, shoot, I would little, shoot the like, blue jays would and leave the cardinals because the blue jays are bad, basically bad. an invasive species. They're awful. Yeah, they're invading their home. It's called self-defense. This is the Blue no. Jay home. They want it more. Blue, Blue Jays suck. <laughs> That's what Blue I do Blue when Jays I walk into Kevin's house. America. I'm like, I want this Look, more. Uh- <laughs> I know. Invasive birds can go to hell. Starlings, get the fuck out of here. Sparrows, stop pecking the chickens. I'm glad none of you tried uh, to put finches on this <laughs> list. Because, you know, finches. Finches are dope. Goldfinches? Oh, oh, they are dope. They are dope. But they're also, like, not in the top <laughs> ten birds of all time. No, they're so. not in the top ten. They're not in the all top right, ten. All right, so we, we, we I, did I some stuff. We ranked some stuff. This is the, the podcast stuff, is over. Some stuff. You didn't ask for it. I This is one of the times that, like, I usually, I always say, you didn't ask for this, but we gave it to you anyway. Sometimes you're like, no, d Graham asked for that one thing. <laughs> no, hey, nobody Tracy asked did. for this. No one asked yeah, us to rank birds. No. Like, no one asked us yeah. to rank birds. Uh, so we're sorry. We did it anyway. Uh, I hope you enjoyed our list. I, we did it anyway. Uh, have a drink on us. Happy 4th of July. We'll see you next week. The Cardinals, the Cardinals are better. That's just not true. The Cardinals are better than Blue Jays. I get that they don't have teeth. I get that they don't have teeth. Like, the Louisville Cardinal has teeth, and that's a problem. Like, I get that the Cardinal birds don't actually have teeth, but, like, come on. Flamingos over Cardinals. <laughs> <laughs>